0: Thank you.
1: Well, here we are again, Paul. Sure are. Well, I don't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a, a great way to start a podcast! Get everybody excited. Just sound like you hate it. Because you're like, well, fuck. Here we are again. We might as well start <laughs> with that.
1: What a strong, <laughs> what a strong start. I mean, I also didn't have anywhere to go with that. <laughs> I never do. I, I, I always like, and I never tell you this, but I always just kind of like haphazardly just kind of throw the ball to you and hope that you'll you'll do a cool trick oh I've kind of noticed and my tricks are not good <laughs> okay well that's good to know that maybe it'll it'll never happen
2: as when I was a child I'm more of the if you throw the ball to me I'm gonna cover my face and hope that it doesn't hit me kind of guy
1: mm yep I I, I can I can relate to that definitely won't catch it definitely can't throw it back yeah I think that's uh, uh especially now that we've been golfing more that's pretty par for the course. Whoa! Are we gonna, Wait, we're, you,
3: you weren't scared of the ball hitting your face when you're golfing?
2: I was a little bit today, actually. I think a couple <laughs> did go by my head. <laughs> There's a group behind us that
1: uh, I gave them more credit than I think I should have. They they were a little bit better than
2: we were. Yeah, we can say that not by much.
3: I've only golfed once, and I wasn't afraid of the ball hitting me, but it was equally as traumatic as all other PE because it was like 95 degrees and. I couldn't hit the ball. I was so awful, so I just like hid under a dune hoping for to cool down in the shade the whole day.
2: The whole Whoa. day?
3: Yeah, it was like a high school PE thing. Wow. It was the only class I ever didn't do well in. Was Wow, e.
1: I can't imagine this- <laughs> having golf in high school as just like a thing you do in PE. I don't know, maybe my school was just, no, my school wasn't poor. My school was the rich school. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It was it was one day, and the class was actually called Life Sports.
1: Life Sports. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Paul, I think that means we're living life to the fullest right now.
2: I hope so. I'm doing my best. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, for everyone <laughs> listening, I suppose, as you could tell, we have a guest with us, uh, a Missoula photographer and the owner of Oi Studio. We have with us Rio Chantel. Hi,
3: Rio. Hello.
1: Thanks for uh, taking the time to talk with us and do this weird dumb thing that we do. <laughs>
3: Thank you. You too. I mean, I honestly love this podcast. I listen to it while I'm doing chores at home a lot. Wow, We're Whoa. a chores podcast. Wow. Fuck
2: yeah, dude. That's so nice. Thank you. Ah, uh, ooh. that's great. Yeah, it love makes to hear it.
3: It makes me either I would either be listening to you or thinking about all the weird shit that happened when I was a kid. Anyway, so at least it's structured in some way.
1: Whoa, we even got structure in there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's, wow. nobody's I'm, ever said that before
3: i mean i potentially have adhd so take that with a grain of salt i guess
2: mm,
1: i think i also have it i have yet to go to a doctor and find out but i think that's that's my right. plan at some point is to find out I, whether or not i do
3: yeah i didn't think i did until i started looking at tiktok and i i think maybe the algorithm is targeting me and making me believe i have it
1: mm. Mm. i was listening mm-hmm. to a uh, I was, I, I, I don't know, listening, watching, whatever, just to a YouTube video. And one of the people on it was, he has ADHD and a few of his friends have it too. Um, and he was mentioning stuff and I'm just like, oh, I, I do that. I think like that. And that's what I do. And I'm like, maybe I have it. And maybe this is why it's so hard for me to get work done. It's yeah, terrible. don't get on TikTok. Yeah. oh I I don't have one and I don't plan to, even though I think that maybe it's beneficial in some ways. I'm like, I don't want to have to deal with Another oh, man, thing. I love
3: it so much. I love it too much. It's a problem. <laughs> I'm running two businesses. I can't love TikTok as much as I love it
1: It's oh. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things too where like I know I know I'm gonna end up spending too much time on it too. It's like I just gotta I just gotta not I'm just not gonna start. you know It's like smoking cigarettes. Just don't start in the first place.
2: See, I like to stay up in bed at night smoking cigarettes when I know I should be going to sleep, so I don't even know what it's like with the
1: honestly, TikTok. I think that's better for you. <laughs>
2: God, that would, be, I think, smoking in bed would be probably a really bad activity for me, personally. I don't know about you guys. Who do you think it's good for? Pre- people who like <laughs> to smoke, probably. <laughs> well, I just hadn't said anything in a minute, so I'm.
3: It depends on what you're smoking.
2: <laughs> That's a good point too. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I
1: suppose. Uh, Rio. So when we were uh, scheduling this episode and trying to figure out um, what you would want to talk about and what you uh would want to do an episode on which I'll mention this also we've got this is another episode uh that is guest pitched which I always like uh cuz I always feel I don't know my list is very reflective of me when I was growing up um and the things that I remember and I it's it's kind of both things where I'm realizing wow a lot of people were into the same things that I was and also realizing wow no one did the same things I did as a kid. So it's like, it's really interesting to see like, there's somewhat of an even split uh, with that kind of stuff. But the one thing that I was surprised uh, to see you pick up on was Pokemon Snap. Um, and so even though we're not doing a full episode on it, I still am really curious to, to like hear what you would have had to say if we were to do a full thing on it. Just cause one, I, we don't know each other super well, and so, video games and Pokemon are two things that I would not have associated with you. And so, no,
3: it's it's, it's not my art vibe, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I didn't I didn't even put together like, oh, it's a it's a photography. I, like, I that didn't even like cross my mind until you mentioned it. I was like, huh, it's a video game. I wasn't expecting that. So,
3: yeah, I mean, I didn't realize the connection between Pokemon Snap and me being a photographer until I was like three years in. Um, and I just, I had this moment where I, I got I hadn't had a TV in years and someone gave me a monitor and I realized that I still had my Nintendo 69 in like a box. And so I pulled it out and I was like, shit, I can play this again. And I just, I spent a whole day replaying Pokemon Snap. Oh, Um, yeah. And professor Oak showed up and he was giving me the most like the most reassuring statements <laughs> about being a photographer. I was like, no one's ever this nice to me. Like people are nice to me, but damn, these are like, like I need, maybe I need a Professor Oak every day.
1: Everyone needs a little Professor Oak, I think. Uh, probably yeah. to some degree. I don't know. Yeah,
3: I just want, I just want like an old man with gray hair just to be like, great shot. Yeah, and not great job.
2: And then also
1: give you a
3: bunch yeah. of
2: points. Well, be careful what you wish for yes. there. Because I feel like old men following you around saying great shot can... Sometimes that's right. not so much fun, depending on the situation.
3: No, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, man, uh, an old man who says that and isn't hitting on me is really nice.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, no, I, I don't even have to fuck with him after he says that. I just leave and log out, come back, catch Mewtwo.
1: Yeah, there, you, great. there you go. Uh, there's a new Pokemon Snap coming out, too. It's at the end mm-hmm. of the month, which uh, I'm pretty excited for. I'm, I'm going to get it.
3: Is it really
1: that soon? Yeah, April 30, 15, 15 days as of this recording. Fifteen days from now, uh, so I'm I'm gonna pick it up, and I'm probably gonna enjoy the hell out of it. I love the original. Yeah. I love Pokemon Set. But it was the first. It was the first like Nintendo sixty four game I had ever played. It was the one that like, well, I mean, aside from like the demo kiosk at Walmart, um, mm-hmm. like that was the first game I ever like put in my console and like played. And I was like, yeah, this is so great. Love
2: it. I have played Pokemon Snap one time. Actually, I don't even know if I was playing it. I think I was watching somebody play it in college. And Mm -hmm. as a person who does not, I'm not a great photographer at all. And also, I don't really like Pokemon, nor am I super (laughs) into video games. It was a very boring, like, 10 minutes of my life.
3: (laughs) So this is kind of funny because when I was pitching that idea, I was thinking about you, Paul, and you not being into video games. Because in like knowing that Joshua is in and I was like, I'm the weird middle ground because I had a gaming system when I was like, I was seven when I got my Nintendo, um, which is like a really cool story. That was like going to be part of the whole pitch that I was giving you. Um, but I only had games on that and then a Super Nintendo. And then I stopped playing video games after I was like nine completely and I was convinced that I hated them. Because um, I was a different kind of nerd, and then post college, I rediscovered my love for Pokemon Go, and lately I've been playing a lot of Street Fighter on my boyfriend's PS5. Oh,
0: Street wow! Um,
3: oh, yeah. it, it's like the only games I'm good at, and like I I was a young overachiever, so I'm bad at doing things that I'm not good at immediately. But I'm really It's really
0: fun. Now
1: I have, I, I have, I mean, finding your niche. I think, I think there's a video game out there for everyone. That yeah. uh, That is, I don't know. Maybe it could even be. Maybe it's your gateway game. Um, (laughs) But I,
3: I've dabbled in Street
1: Fighter, and and fighting games is one of those things where like I want to be good at it, but I also can't fathom putting the time into getting good at it. Um, but I gotta ask, who do you main in Street Fighter? Like, who's who's your go-to?
3: Jade, all the way. I don't
1: even think I know Jade. I don't think I. Oh, Okay. Wow. Well, that's a curveball. <laughs> I mean, me. I really.
3: So it's like because there's two kinds of characters, right? So there's like the really light and nimble ones, and then there's the really heavy and slow ones. And I am not deliberate enough with my button mashing to vibe with them, but. Something about like the flexible and like really quick, especially the ladies,
0: mm, okay,
3: works really well for me. Yeah, I kind of kick ass at it, honestly. Oh hell
1: yeah! I, yeah, uh, I'm gonna
3: knock on wood so I don't,
0: um, <laughs> you don't
1: lose jinx all myself your skill. next time. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah. I mean, again, that's the kind of thing where it's like, wow, that's a really like fun, surprising thing to hear. Because again, it's like the kind of thing where I kind of realize that not a lot of not a lot of people play video games to the extent that. I do. Like I have a couple friends right. that probably like, I don't know where, where it, it's kind of thing with like, I can get into the weeds about things with some people, but most people just like, it's pretty casual. I don't know. I don't really know where I'm going with this, but it's, 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 I'll
3: well,
0: more... oh, go ahead.
3: I like, I like what you're saying about there's a game for everyone. Cause I, for a long time I thought like no video games ever, just not my thing. And then I realized as an adult that they had been updating versions of games that I played when I was seven years old, like Street Fighter with my dad on the Super Nintendo. And I have like this weird inherent knowledge of the game. So even though I haven't been on the Xbox or the PlayStation for the last 15 years, like really understanding how the buttons work, like I honestly, I I can barely turn the damn thing on. But once it's on, like I I rock it. You're
2: rolling. Video yeah. game systems are very hard to turn on these days and I'm I'm being serious like with my I got an Xbox one for my birthday from my brothers who are both m- way more into video games than I am and I can barely I could barely figure out how to log on there and I don't know how to make like other profiles for friends or anything like that I can barely download a game it's very complicated yeah I mean yeah, the whole me. thing
1: has gotten way more way more complicated but I think that's also just kind of like, I don't know. I think that's just how it would have ended up going at some point eventually or something like that. I don't really know, but like,
3: yeah, we hold on though, Josh, would you say that a video game system, like the controller is intuitive?
2: <sighs>
3: that's and a good I want question. Paul's answer too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say no I'm not modern video game controllers are definitely not um and actually if if this is something that for for you or anyone that's listening that's interested there is a series of YouTube videos by uh on by this channel called Rasbutin or Rasbutan I don't know but Rasputin? it's called uh it I don't know it, it's it kind of <laughs> but not that ra- not not that one not not the guy that in the dance <laughs> But um, he has a series of video games called Gaming for a Non-Gamer, where he does these experiments with his wife, who has ze- at, at the beginning had zero like, exposure to video games. And he pretty much hands her a controller and says, play the game. And he doesn't say, he de- there's no coaching, he, de- he just observes. Um, and from watching that, and from really just like trying to like take myself out of it, there's too many buttons. And yes. there's not a way to know, inherently, what those buttons should do. Because as video games have become much more and more established, there are there are certain things and control schemes that everyone's familiar with. But you're only familiar with it if you have had that knowledge prior.
3: Yes, thank you. X circle square, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, for real. Which is pretty interesting because... <laughs> fun trivia I guess for anyone that would be interested in it those buttons were supposed to have like set like set in stone um functions so like when they were designing the PlayStation triangle was supposed to be um like a like a marker on like a map so if you hit triangle it's always going to be a map button um x and o
2: um hug and kiss
1: we all know that hug one and kiss. you can hug move kiss on buttons. to the next one um but but x x is no is like the symbol for no in Japanese and O oh is a symbol for yes in Japanese. Uh, so those are like confirm and like delete or back buttons. And then square was, well, maybe square was the map button because a map is square. I don't know. But those did have like actual functions before just kind of devolving into like, we have four buttons.
2: Hmm. So I don't know. I I was going to say that I think old video game controllers were intuitive, but I'm also now realizing that one, I had an older brother, so I'm sure he told me everything I needed to know about it. And also, it took me, like when I was playing Super Mario as a kid, I didn't know you could run until like 10 years later. So I definitely did not intuit much from that. But I could also have just been a stupid kid. <laughs> it's hard to say. We all
1: were. I mean, I, I, can, I can get behind that. That's true. Uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this. I know <laughs> I've mentioned it to you in person, Paul. Um, but I'm not big on 2D Mario.
2: I know, that's wild to me. Every, that's like the only video game I do like.
1: I, I grew up playing 3D Mario. And so whenever I played 2D Mario, I'm just like, I was don't, like, I don't understand the appeal. And I didn't know you could run either because I never played 2D Mario. I didn't know that was a function. Huh,
3: I only ever played Mario Party. I was more of a Donkey Kong kid.
2: Mm-hmm. Mario Party's great. I don't think I've, I don't know if I've ever played a Donkey Kong game.
3: Yeah, I mean, I had like my dad's Super Nintendo and he had a lot of cool games and he had Donkey Kong Party or Donkey Kong- Country? Country, I think it was Country. Country, yeah. And I I beat it in a weekend once and I'm still proud, but I haven't played since then.
2: I mean, why would you ruin a perfect score like that?
3: No, 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 of course not. (laughs)
2: Leave it on top.
1: Uh, I'm I'm gonna backtrack here a little bit. when you were when you were mentioning like uh, i don't well you know i don't really know what you're mentioning but you you did say something that did pique my interest when you said like i'm not that kind of nerd uh what kind what kind are you
3: okay so i was an overachiever kid i was captain of my knowledge bowl team <laughs> hell yeah can
2: i what uh, is knowledge bowl
3: knowledge bowl is sometimes called quiz bowl Um, the version that we did in Idaho was like, you would have a moderator in the middle standing at the podium for us. It was often my, um, high school English teacher, Mr. Goble. And then we would have four or five people on either side with buzzers. And he would ask a question, you'd buzz in and answer it. And you would accumulate points. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And we would travel to all the other tiny schools in our County and do this Um, we, we went to districts, I think my junior of high school, and we failed out of the bracket to the point that we actually won the tournament. Um, so like failed first and then like won the consolation bracket and came back in. Oh, nice. And then we went to state and the final rounds were on PBS. We did the exact same thing. We failed the first round and then made it back through the consolation bracket and then ended up competing with the smartest school in the state. It was like a charter school. We had never studied, and we learned (laughs) on that trip that other teams had been studying for this (laughs) stuff, and we just went for fun. (laughs) We were like, yeah, we get ice cream after the meet. (laughs) We're not good at sports, so here we are.
2: There's like drinking beers and smoking pot afterwards. Just (laughs) Really?
3: We we weren't even that cool. I Uh, So like that, I was in FFA and I studied agronomy. So I had like over a hundred plants and weeds, noxious weeds memorized um, by sight. And I knew what the seeds looked like. Uh, What else did I do? That's
1: got to be useful knowledge now to some degree, right?
3: I mean, it's really fun on a road trip. I can just like point out the window and be like, that's teasel, that's crested wheatgrass. and um, and, and, annoy everyone.
1: I mean, I think that's cool as hell. My, uh, my girlfriend has a geology <laughs> degree and whenever I see a oh, rock, really? I'm just like, yeah, you oh, didn't, didn't uh, know that Yeah, she has a geology degree. So whenever I see a rock and I'm like, what rock is that? I always just kind of annoy her with that. Like that there, doesn't
3: sound annoying at all. That's fun.
1: There's a, the street that I used to live on, uh, there was a house that has like these rock pillars in there. And I, I always like, what are those? What are these? What are those? So <laughs> I'm sure to some degree, like knowing, knowing all these, I'm sure there's, uh, there's got to be like a benefit. Just like, I know I can't eat this, right? You can't eat it? The plants. You're talking about rocks? I I pivoted back to plants, but not in a clear way. (laughs) Okay. I was going to say, Josh, you can't eat any rocks. I've eaten rock candy.
2: That's okay. Yeah. You got me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
3: That was the other idea I floated by
2: you guys. Candy. was candy. Oh man. That would be awesome. But I should not do that because I already (laughs) eat too much candy.
3: I would love to facilitate a candy taste test for you sometime if you're in. I don't even need to be on it. the pod. I would put a kit together because that just that just sounds like this. I mean, kind of we shit.
2: please do that. I we would love
1: have that. already we've already <laughs> talked about uh, doing something like that, but with cheap beer. As yes. just like get get as much cheap beer like all the cheap beer that we can. was it just like put it in like their own unmarked cups and then we just it's like a blind. Or like a random seed tournament kind of thing
0: mm-hmm.
3: I think do it at the same time have the random cheap beer on one side <laughs> and then do like a fear factor style you have to like reach through something you can't see it and there's oh. like some candy in there guess what it is
2: mm. what are we going to put in the reach through thing like a do- dog <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was thinking candy, but you could put a dog and candy.
2: Oh, I thought you meant we'd have to reach through like a like a rat's nest to get the candy.
3: No, that's so much. That's so much more hardcore, though. Yeah, I Let's don't want to do, do that.
2: that. No, I I like your <laughs> idea much better. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got the uh, I got the second the second COVID shot yesterday, so I'm real oh, just man. my brain is all over the place right foggy. now. Yeah. You're all foggy. yeah, mm-hmm.
0: foggy.
3: I just felt oh, I felt achy.
1: And like, kind of just like crap.
3: Oh man. I had, so I got COVID late last month. Um, and then was, was released by the County at right at the end of the month. And then I jumped straight into getting the shot Mm -hmm. because I have some traveling jobs coming up and I needed to just be able to be really nice and clean for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And the doctor said that I I got some bad advice the first time they said I shouldn't have done it so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did talk to my doctor after, and she said that all the things that people are saying about the second dose and it being more like COVID symptoms, I that's what I experienced on my first dose.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was like
3: it, like I got a week off, and then it was straight back in it. <laughs> Not pleasant, man. Yeah, oh, I bet
1: that, that's what I've heard that's, from yeah. people. You know, that, like
2: taste of freedom.
1: That's yeah, what I heard from people that did get from that did like go that course where it's like. They they got COVID and then they got the vaccine, but since you already have like antibodies mm-hmm. in you, the first one is essentially the second one. Yeah. So
3: But you still but the CDC guidelines still recommend getting the second getting dose. To, yeah. So um by the end of the month, I'm gonna be an anti-COVID superhero.
1: Yeah, there you go. Hell yeah.
3: That's what I keep telling myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's hey. gonna
3: suck, but I'm gonna be strong. <laughs>
1: Like, speaking of COVID and getting sick, we have a real segue today. Oh, shit. That actually works. Uh, It happened. It happened. A real segue. We've done it. Uh, So we'll take a little break here, and then we'll uh, get into sick days. Perfect. Wow.
0: Cool. My sunny, funny Sarah. Never a frown, unless she has a fever. Then I give her children's Advil. It can work almost 45 minutes faster than children's Tylenol. Lasts up to eight hours. There's that smile. Children's Advil. Now also in grape.
3: My mommy says I have a sinus and I can't breathe. My allergies make me achoo. <coughs> This cold's not so hot. No matter what's wrong, children's Tylenol will help make it all right. Four distinctly different formulas, sinus, allergy, cold, and flu.
0: Each with the trusted relief you'd expect from the makers of children's Tylenol. Sinus, allergy, cold, and flu. Everything you need to help your kids feel better.
1: How do we get back into it? I literally just kind of <laughs> blanked completely and forgot
2: what was going on. Well, we're recording a podcast. I
1: think, I think I'll think i keep this in. Sure okay. are. I'm keeping this in, so we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Like everyone's favorite dinosaurs, we're back.
2: No? Okay.
3: Is there going to be like a, a Land Before Time reprise soon, you think?
2: I thought, Have they stopped making those movies? I thought they still made them. Because <laughs> that's Do the they? Real- I think they might. I vaguely. I feel like there it.
3: were. Tw- I feel like there were twenty six of them when we were ten.
2: Yeah, I. I Huh. I mean, there definitely were, but I. I feel like they must still be making them, right? Uh It's let's... like the Simpsons. They're just. They just keep going.
3: The Simpsons is still going.
2: Yeah, it's in like season thirty-two. I think. Damn. It should definitely not still be going, but it's. <laughs> it's <not>
1: <laughs> going. <laughs> Uh, according to the Wikipedia for the Land Before Time, there are fourteen films, one animated series. There was a series running from two thousand seven to two thousand eight, and the most recent film coming out in two thousand sixteen. Hmm. Okay.
2: Two
3: thousand sixteen.
1: Yeah. That was huh. a, that was the most that was the most recent Land Before Time. Um, a movie that you may have watched when you were homesick. I'm bringing it back, everybody. Uh, but today's topic is uh, sick days, like staying home when you're sick, and all the I don't know all the stuff that you would do or wouldn't do. I don't really know. Uh, as I was compiling things for this episode, I was realizing how I think little I got sick during the year. I don't wow. know. Like it, it. I I was really trying to think of like what I would do um and I don't think it was all that much uh but I don't I guess Rio if if there's any like particular stories or any any particular way that you would want to maybe start us off you're the, the floor is yours
3: yeah so I I mean I was sick a lot for a period of time especially in high school um I I was just like I should have gotten my tonsils out when I was thirteen, I think, because mm. it was all like throat illnesses. And when I was eighteen, got them out, went to college, wasn't sick ever again. Well, not ever again, obviously. I just got COVID, but <laughs> less <laughs> um, frequent. It was it was so frequent enough, in combination with me taking all these like really cool knowledgeable trips, um, <laughs> that people would tease me as the new girl because I was gone so much. <laughs> Whoa. Um, and I mean, there were 19 of us in my high school class. It's like everyone knew I was not the new girl, but wow. that's a uh, that's very
2: small It's much smaller than my class was.
3: Yeah. Yeah. How, how big were your classes?
2: I want to say mine was like 300. Mine I was think? like a hundred something. I think I don't really remember.
3: Yeah. So that's the size of my junior high and high school. And then that would be the size of my whole school district.
0: Wow. Ooh, the hey. 300.
3: Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Real small town in Idaho. I think, it, and I think that also contributed to the, so there's a portion of sick days when you're actually sick and like you shouldn't be there. And I feel like I don't remember those days as well as the days when I stayed home sick, you know, like I wasn't mm. really sick enough to skip school, but I had good grades and I preferred to do homework on my own time. So <clears throat> I had like, I was trying to think about like, how did I convince my parents to let me stay home? Um, And I feel like that's something that you see in like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and like, um, which I don't think my parents let me watch when I was a kid (laughs) because I would have just pulled all of those tricks.
1: Giving you too many ideas.
3: (laughs) Yeah, too many ideas. Um, But yeah, I totally did the like, bearing down, I, like these were not smart or practical ways of getting your temperature up on the, the, like under the tongue mm. thermometer. Mm-hmm. Cause I always thought that if you like push your tongue down on it enough, it would be like create pressure and pressure would mean heat. <laughs> and then it would like <laughs> the that never worked. I think I just looked pitiful enough that my mom let me get away with it. sometimes.
1: <laughs> like, all right. I guess you can
2: stay home. God, that would be really funny if there was, like, that big of a flaw in, like, thermometers like that. Like, if you just, like, push down hard on mm-hmm. your tongue, it's like, oh, my God, it's 105.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think in my kind I was thinking about, like, like, under the Earth's crust, there's all this pressure, and so there's lava, <laughs> and, like, that's how the heat works. But there, there's no way that, like, the energy per square inch of my tongue is that <laughs> strong. <laughs>
2: I like that that is where your brain was. Like you were thinking about like under the crust of the earth and like lava and stuff. And that's, I feel like that's very forward thinking for how like not big of a deal it is to try to I mean make that. That's, that's a knowledgeable brain for you. That's a good. Yeah, point. Thank
3: you so much. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. What else? Did you guys stay home from school a lot? Was it like a memorable? I do have like a memorable experience
2: i have a few um that kind of like come to my head when i think about staying home from school and i would say i don't think i don't really remember ever faking it per se but i definitely stretched what the term sick meant like i really convinced myself like i should be staying home right now but i there was lots oh, yeah. of times where i didn't need to because i like i definitely wasn't I was the kind of kid who, if I lied to my mom, I would feel bad, but I would <laughs> definitely lie to myself so that I would be able to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. So,
3: so. No, same. I would do. I would do that, and then I would like wash the dishes, and it would make me feel better. Yeah.
2: Um, I one thing that I was thinking about um, is I feel like when you're a kid, maybe this is just me. I want. I'm curious about your guys's perspectives. When you were homesick, was it from like a tummy ache often? I feel like I got a lot of, not a lot, but like if I was staying home, it was because my stomach hurt and then I would have to like puke occasionally or something like that. But now as an adult, I don't throw up unless I have like food poisoning or I'm hungover. Like that is, otherwise I don't really get like tummy aches.
3: Well, how much candy were you eating?
2: Probably a lot. (laughs) I, I had a lot of soda and a lot of candy. Not a great diet.
3: Yeah, I... I remember
1: having I remember there were times where like I would have really bad like stomach stuff where like I remember um, my mom would always just like my mom would always like save like all the plastic containers whenever we would like get a big thing of yogurt or like cool whip or whatever and i remember like on days that i was really sick she would always just like take one of those plastic containers just like set it next to my bed like if you're gonna throw up you're gonna throw up in this thing (laughs) like you're probably not gonna make it to the bathroom so just throw up in this plastic cup and then we'll deal with it later um but i remember that would just give
3: me like a plastic bag from the dollar store
1: yeah i got Mm. i got to use the cool whip container
2: We had cool. a straight-up puke bucket that we oh. all used. Whoa, my reusable whole family. bucket. Yeah, it was a tan. And you
3: clean it out?
2: Yeah, to an extent. I mean, I think it was mostly just like a rinse, uh, which is really gross now that I think about it. But I, we had a bucket that all of us, like my brothers and I <laughs> and my parents, would we would always have it next to us when we were sick.
3: Well, isn't that how the toilet works? It's just always doing a quick rinse.
2: That's a that, great point. That is true. You yeah. get the occasional, uh, you know, bleach it down and stuff like that which mm-hmm. i'm sure we did wash it occasionally or maybe that was, a, a oh, parent I, I, it was
3: more Usually, than occasional every five pukes yeah. that kids. a little fancy like yeah like <laughs> seasoning
1: a cast iron skillet yeah <laughs> the
3: more it's used the less it sticks <laughs> yeah yeah i
2: i mean that's what you want a puke bucket you don't want it you don't have to scrub that yeah shit. get it right out of there <laughs> Sure is.
1: I don't. I don't remember. Like I remember <laughs> getting a lot of like stomachs up, but I don't ever remember it being like during school or when I have to like stay home. For some reason, mm. I always and maybe it's because I just did the same things. But I associate staying home from school sick with summertime, because I think I'm just doing mm. the same thing. I'm just like I'm gonna wake up late and watch The Price is Right and watch Sesame Street and Arthur and like that's my day. So I don't, I, I'm kind of conflating right. the two together because the the activities would just kind of be the same.
3: Totally. When I was making some notes, like thinking about this, that's what I kept doing. And I was really trying to separate it and think of like, why was why were sick days so fun? And I think part of it for me was that my mom worked from home when I was really little. So in early elementary school, if I got sick, my mom would take me to the doctor maybe. And then she would take me to like, the Vietnamese place and we get some soup and like Ooh. hot and sour chicken and, um, or like sweet and sour chick- pork. Sweet and sour pork was like my shit when I was eight. <laughs> um, but she would like take me and I'd like watch the fish and I'd be like this, be like sick in the booth, like slumped over. And then I'd get to go home and eat some leftovers. And so I think I started to connect like, really cool time with mom with being sick Mm. and then when she got a job when i was in middle school it was not as fun like if i got her if it if it was bad enough that she had to take me to the doctor which wasn't as often she would take us into into town this is how small my town is we had to go into town to see the doctor and we would stop at the grocery store and she would ask me what i wanted and because i was very cute she would give me whatever I wanted and I always <laughs> wanted coconut shrimp. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> Something so to really settle me, the stomach. <laughs> yeah. That were like if my throat hurt I wanted clam chowder and but she would <laughs> always get it for me. I don't know. I like, I feel like maybe I was a little spoiled, but it was so nice. And then she might just like leave me at home with those things. Like t- 10 year old to my own devices, cooking coconut sugar in the <laughs> oven sick. <laughs> but this back on the stomach ache thing, did your parents ever have a weird remedy for stomach aches? Cause my mom definitely had one that makes no sense to me now.
2: Uh, It wasn't weird. We would always do like, it would always be like, you know, like dry toast and like Sprite. Like, that would be... Mm, mm-hmm. Okay, Sprite. Mm-hmm. We were a 7-Up family. Oh, yeah, 7-Up or yeah. Sprite. Yeah. We, we were We were honestly buying generic soda, whatever it was. My Probably mom Shasta. did...
3: Nice. My mom did 7-Up, but flat.
2: Flat,
1: interesting.
3: Flat 7-Up interesting. was the thing to help your stomach.
1: Interesting. My mom always made it just, like, drink this, and then, like, so you can burp. And then maybe you'll burp out whatever hurts.
3: Just like you're expelling demons or something?
1: <laughs> I, I, I have no idea.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think that was my my mom's thought too, honestly. It was like, she would always say like, something carbonated is good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, she never even said beyond that. I just imagined bubbles going into my tummy and making everything better. <laughs> and honestly, I haven't really considered that that's not, that might not be the case until just now.
3: <laughs> I don't know. My mom was giving me clam chowder when I had a stomach <laughs> ache. Like, I don't think that was a great idea. <laughs>
1: I I remember having like seven up and like clam chowder or like chicken noodle
2: soup a lot. So you had the flat seven up. Was there, was there another remedy or was that the remedy?
3: Um, mostly flat seven up. So my, my mom's mom, who's from Monterey, Mexico, my Nana is what I called her. She lived with us from, I think it was like 10 to 14 for me. Um, and she didn't drive at the time. So she was Always, always at the house. And occasionally this was the period of time when I couldn't get away with anything. Um, because if I wasn't sick enough, she wanted her time alone from the kids, and she would <laughs> like I would try to call my parents and be like, please, I'm so sick. And my nana would be like, No, no, no. And like she'd like sh- throw her sandal on the Latin and make me go to school. <laughs> um, ah,
1: you got the chunkle
3: yeah, I got the chocolate. <laughs> uh like one time I, I was walking to school and I like so I'm from Troy, Idaho. It's like on the Palouse terrain, so it's like really um like rolling hills and we lived on a big hill. It was super icy, like three feet of snow that year. I'm walking to school and I fell on the road and they had put all the gravel out so that like for traction. And a rock went through my pants into my knee. Ooh. And like, it was fine. I didn't need stitches. I do still have a little bit of a scar, which I, Nana, if you're listening up there, um, you should have let me stay home from school because I still have a <laughs> scar. But <laughs> I like limped back home and she took it out and she like, she put some um Neosporin and Colicaballo. On it, which is a, a weed that grows near ditches, it's also called horsetail. It's like this. It's definitely a Mexican thing, but she like would boil it and make it into a tea, and put it on a paper towel, and she like put that on my knee, hmm. and called my dad, and she was like, "She's fine. She's walking to school." And threw a bandaid on it and sent me back. There's a big hole in my pants. I don't even think she made me change my pants. It's so <laughs> bloody. <laughs> But she was she was a she was a hard lady sometimes. But the other thing that I I kind of miss sometimes, especially when I had COVID and I was coughing so hard, she would Vix fixes everything. It's like, and mm-hmm. have you seen the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding?
2: A long time ago. I don't believe so. But okay. I don't see movies.
3: Okay. Well, it, it's pretty good. It's pretty funny as far as a like a weird early aughts rom com goes, but. <laughs> The dad believes that you can fix anything with Windex. Mm, I remember that. So like you get a scratch, he like sprays you. If you like get a burn, he's like spraying you with Windex. My Nana was like that, but with Vicks. So she like, she would rub Vicks on my chest when I was sick for a cough, which made a lot of sense. But it was like, if you had an ache on your back, you would rub Vicks. And I'm like, Nana, this isn't icy hot. (laughs) It's not the same. (laughs) but she always had like the Vicks on her bedside table, her holy water and like an empty can of MGD.
2: Wow. That's <laughs> what, a, that's a power yeah. trio if I've ever heard would of it. Would she <laughs>
1: ever, would she ever do the move of, cause this is what my mom, my mom's from the Philippines. Um, so maybe, maybe, maybe there's like some crossover. Cause I don't know. There, right. there, there, are, there are some similarities as far as like cultures are concerned. Um, mm-hmm. But my mom would boil water and then like put it in a bowl and then mix Vicks in there. So you have like a like a steam thing and then like put a towel over my head and make me breathe that in. Did you ever get that move?
3: No, but that sounds delightful. I hated it. I, hate, <laughs> I, I hated it
2: so much. It sounds really nice now, but I feel like as a kid you'd be like, why are you like hot boxing me in with this stingy I, stuff in my lungs?
1: I, I hated having Vicks on my chest. Like it's sticky and it doesn't yeah. feel good. And then she would all, like, she would, my mom would, like, put Vicks on my chest and then, like, right under my nose, too. Yeah. And just, like, this yeah. like,
3: Oh, always this too but, much. But it it wasn't even comforting with, like, rubbing on your chest being no, taken care I, of. No,
1: I, I hated it so I, much. Because
3: <laughs> so, I was always, like, I was always down. I was, like, oh, this feels so nice. And then she would, like, wipe her finger under my nose. <laughs> and that was not pleasant. <laughs> like a little raw nose from blowing yeah, your nose
2: like, oh, all no. day. <laughs> mm. Well, I I never ever used Vicks. My parents never had it.
3: Really? So yeah,
2: this is I remember I had a book, a Rugrats book, not an episode, but it was like a a story where I think Tommy gets sick or something and they like have like a scene where he rubs like Vicks on his chest and I always remember being disgusted by the idea (laughs) as like a child, like being like, what is that? That's disgusting. And I never, but that was the only time I ever encountered anything close Mm. to it in my childhood.
1: We, my, at at some point, uh, my mom got like a Vicks pen thing. I don't really, I don't really know what it is. I don't even know if they still make it, but it was like, it was just like a little tube, like, like a tube of chapstick, but it had like a Vicks capsule in there. So you would shake it and it would like release the stuff and then you would just like put it in your nostril and breathe it in and it would like help clear up your nostril. Whoa. And that was like, the
3: shit. Are you sure that wasn't smelling salt?
1: <laughs> it smelled like Vicks Vaporub. I don't know. <laughs> that does
2: sound kind I got, of suspicious. I, I, I,
1: I'm your mom was okay, just killing half
3: up. your brain cells. Just like, wake up.
2: <laughs> You're getting that rush though, so you got to take it. It's like poppers or something.
1: <laughs> the first okay, Vic's nose stick is the first thing that comes up. Vic's non-medicated inhaler. Wow, it's a it's it's a real thing. I'll throw it in the in the Discord chat if you're interested. Yeah, I'm looking at that. But uh, Vapo inhaler. What a <laughs> what a terrible name. But <laughs> that is that is the thing I remember. Just like I I loved that thing. That thing was great. That thing worked <laughs> wonders. I believe it.
2: Um, before we get too off the uh, the grandparent track here, I uh, just remembered a story that I had with my grandfather one, day, one time when I was sick. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure why. Normally, I, w- I was allowed to stay home by myself if I was sick, but for whatever reason, one time my mom had me go stay with my grandparents for the whole day while I was sick. And I remember I had like a stomach ache and my mom had been like, if he gets hungry, just make him some like toast or something like that. And my, my granddad was a kind of an odd duck and he really liked the things he liked, but he didn't really know why anybody else wouldn't also love it. So I remember <laughs> the toast he made me when I got hungry was like old Christmas fruitcake <laughs> with peanut butter on it. <laughs> and I think that was one of those times where I wasn't like really that sick. I kind of just had a small tummy ache and I, I remember throwing it up. Like, like an hour later and him being like, well, I guess you shouldn't have eaten anything after all. (laughs) No, I think it was the gross ass fruitcake. That's a
1: classic grandpa move.
3: It really was. It's
2: like, And he, I don't think he even asked me either. He just like gave it to me and I was like, well, I'm hungry. (laughs) Thanks, Grandpa. I
3: mean, he was following your mom's instructions. That was technically toast.
2: It's true. You're, yeah. Your mom wasn't specific enough. <laughs>
3: I know. You're not wrong, grandpa, but also you're so wrong,
2: <laughs> but you're not quite right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that just, that just reminded me that, um, one of the things that my mom would give me sometimes that I wasn't always that into, but I, it's something that she still loves when she's sick It's just a flour tortilla. She would pop it in the microwave to warm it up and just put a bunch of butter on it and roll it up.
0: Mm. In my
3: version, when I was little, I would put, she always kept like a, um, like a, a container of cinnamon sugar mixed up Mm. and I would put that on the butter tortilla.
2: Oh, that sounds great. That, that actually sounds like a, I want to say it's called Lefsa or something or something similar to that, that my my great aunt and my grandpa used to make, and we would eat sometimes. I think it's like a Scandinavian, like desserty bread kind of thing. And that's how we would make it pretty much. Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, you can put it on toast too. Like this, we kept the, like a whole canister, like the kind of sugar that you would get on a diner table, but it would just be cinnamon sugar oh, in the yeah. kitchen all the time. Yeah. And it would go on toast or it'd go on tortillas. Um, ultimate, you put the tortilla in the microwave with some cheese and put some cinnamon sugar on top on that? the cheese. I on the cheese, man. I was a stoner before I ever knew cannabis existed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's just like me and my cheese sandwiches. <laughs> oh
3: yeah. Wait, tell me about your cheese sandwich. When I was
1: a kid, and I, I don't, I don't know when this started or how this started, but I remember as a kid, I would make, uh, I would make these cheese sandwiches that would just be white bread, and then slices of cheddar cheese, and then I would just put normal sugar on it.
3: Like that scene in the Breakfast Club where the girl is making the sandwich and she's just like breaking Pixie sticks and putting cereal <laughs> in between the bread. <laughs> she like throws the bologna off on a statue and she's like, just the sugar man,
0: mm-hmm.
3: sugar and starch.
1: Yep. <laughs> I I should I should make that again now that I'm not a child and see how it holds up. Right. I I remember
2: I I remember loving that shit. That that sounds. I don't, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> um, what kind of, uh, what kind of things were you guys like doing when you were sick? Like if you were, if you're staying home, I know we kind of talked a little bit about like going to the doctor and stuff, but, um, if you're like staying home by yourself, were you like watching TV or did you have to like lay in your bed? Like what was your, what was your, uh, what was happening then?
3: I watched a lot of TV, just scrolling through everything. I would always get stuck on like a marathon, um, and it was all over the place. I think, like, definitely Tiny Tunes mm-hmm. was a thing when I was more small, and then like working my way up to like, I like, I watched a lot of old TV shows like I Love Lucy, but the thing that sticks out a lot when I was in high school, Sig, like, I would watch all of the BH1, like, top. 100 of the 80s or like one hit wonders top 100. Oh wow. And and I would watch them when mostly when my sister was homesick too. I have a little sister and cuz she loves like 80s rock music and I she didn't really understand how the computer worked that much during this period of time. She was just like younger enough, but I had downloaded LimeWire as you do. And <laughs> yeah. she would, she would make a list for me of like all of her favorite one hit wonders. And I would go and download it and put it on her little iPod. Um, that is a great yeah, sibling relationship.
2: That's like the perfect, that is like the, I'd say like quintessential, like two thousands, <laughs> like sibling relationship.
3: Yeah. Yeah. when we thought we were so cool and like the cooler than all the other kids, cause we know about this music and, <laughs>
2: I
1: mean I believe it I feel like I if I had like if I had watched VH1 I would know so much more probably about like a lot of pop culture things than I do now like having having grown up with no with no cable and like Mm. most of most of the things that I watched were like stuff on PBS kids and like the Simpsons like I I have a very narrow view of like
3: all right pop culture in general but PBS Kids, like Zoom.
1: Oh yeah, that was great. Zoom?
3: Loved it. Yeah, there's good shit on that.
1: Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like I like my my scope of knowledge is so narrow because I only had access to like these things. So I don't know, like I I could not like I I, I couldn't re- like I don't I don't really know how to describe this, but maybe maybe the best way to to put this is um. Uh, one of our other friends has a podcast about the Rolling Stones and whenever I listen to it, like they, they, they always talk about these things as if like it's somewhat common knowledge or people just know what these songs are or like, I don't know. Cause like they're the Rolling Stones. They're the biggest things. And I learned from that podcast that they were British. You didn't know they were British. (laughs) My knowledge of the Rolling Stones is that their logo is on t-shirts at target. Wow. And like I and that Mick Jagger was in it, and even then I was shaky.
2: You know, honestly, I think I learned that the Rolling Stones were British because of the parody band in Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas when I was a mm. child. So, I guess I can't be too harsh <laughs> with the judgment here.
1: Yeah. See, my 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 like overall breadth of the wider pop culture is just like pretty narrow, just because like oh, I I didn't I didn't get exposed to a lot of that stuff i got exposed to the very like narrow niche things so that,
3: i mean i yeah, think that's, that's all right yeah it's fine but but also can we acknowledge and appreciate like how cute it is when people love something so deeply and earnestly that they talk about something like the rolling stones as if it is completely common knowledge <laughs>
1: <laughs> and maybe like, that's they're, just t- them.
3: They're, they're like deeply talking about like Track 2 from 1974 As if it's like they were there Like I love I love listening to people talk like that Because they just love it so much well, Maybe
1: you should check out the Rolling Stone studs
3: Yeah okay. that, that is
2: honestly exactly how how it goes And he's Both the hosts are our friends One of them is our, our very like good friend And it is It's so like kind of satisfying to hear And be able to talk about it with someone else Because sometimes he'll try to talk about it Like with Well with me or with yeah. Josh And it's just kind of like Almost like annoying. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about.
3: I don't care I about a, that song. <laughs> I have a friend who talks about the Beatles like that. Mm. Um, but sometimes to like snap into an education zone and it's like you get this whole music history lesson. Mm-hmm. And
2: that's kind of nice. That can be super interesting. Too. I mean, that that's yeah to that's keep
1: plugging his podcast. I mean, that's kind of what it is. They go they go like track by track and they talk about the songs, but also they talk about like the production of that album, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. We'll give
2: them a free plug. Yeah, that's the Rolling Stone studs presented by the Beach Boys boys, if you're interested, <laughs> listeners.
1: They had a Beach Boys podcast and then they finished and then they pivoted but didn't want to change their branding because they already had a bunch of listeners, so.
3: That's smart, that's yeah. good branding. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I, when I was staying home, I was definitely in front of the TV um, mm-hmm. or I I might have been in the bathtub. What? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But I just I, listened
3: to the bathtub segment on the episode
2: with Brandon. <laughs> Man, I've been talking about baths a lot recently. They're really on my brain. I love a good bath, though. I I still like to take a good bath. Um, but I would love I if I was really lucky, my parents would rent me a movie if I was like mm. real sick and was going to be home for a couple of days, and I would watch that shit on repeat which is so weird now to think about but i remember specifically renting harry potter and the chamber of secrets and just watching that like four times over the course oh, of like whoa. two days <laughs> that's and a lot i of harry potter i yeah. would have been in like third or fourth grade i think and that's what i wanted to watch but if i but i'll,
3: I'll go for it oh sorry i just want to say it. like harry potter cuz we're we're all like 27 28 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when the movies were coming out They were coming out, we were the same ages as Harry Potter.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So
3: it was almost like in my head, like, I know it's not reality TV, but it felt really real to me at that time. So I watched a lot of it too.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. Like it definitely was one of those things where like watching them grow up, it was almost as if they weren't really, it didn't really seem like they were growing because I was also aging, you know? So I was like, oh, you're just. This is normal. Everybody around me also ages exactly as I do because I spend time with people exactly my age, and so these people in the movies are also <laughs> aging. That it was such like a weird like kid mind of like not really thinking too much about it, just taking it all for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, weirdly enough, I fell off of Harry Potter probably about fifth grade <laughs> somehow. <laughs> so, uh, I, I a quake. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't finish <laughs> watching the movies until. 2020. So. <laughs> I
1: mean, I never got on. I never got on that train to begin with. So yeah, it's oh man, that that's all, was a, all in a huge mystery to me. But similarly, like I also was. I also would be in front of the TV. Uh, I had a TV in my room. So if I was oh, if I was
2: sick, I would have been so jealous of you as a kid. <laughs> that was like my dream.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had. Uh, I had had a TV in the corner of my room and then right in front of it, I had like all of my video games. I had like my console, whatever I was playing at the time, just right out in front. Um, but yeah, if I was sick, I would just like, I would just be in bed and just watching prices. Right. At, at that time probably would have been like Regis and Kathy Lee, you know, the fourth hour of the today show, whatever, whatever all that was probably watch Mari all, all that great daytime TV um, until it was like, yeah, until it was time for for Arthur.
3: Totally. Yeah. Exactly. You watch like the the thirty to forty year old mom demographic mm-hmm. shows, and then Arthur comes on. Yeah, and it's like or Franklin. Franklin,
1: mm-hmm. so I kind of think, was a Saturday show for me, so I never. it it's really fun to hear and really interesting to hear like when all these TV shows aired for other people because like to me it's like the only time that Price is Right is ever on is 10 a.m. on CBS. And it can never be any other time or channel.
3: See, I, I can't, I don't have that kind of recall. I don't know when it was on and I just know I watched it.
1: Wow. I like that. That's like, that's what, that, that's like what my brain does. It's like CBS was channel 18 and Price of the Right was on 10 AM every
3: day. Yeah. I only remember the Saturday morning stuff. Mm. That, that stuff is kind of, and I'd probably remember it wrong. Honestly.
1: <laughs> I just, I just spent too much time in front of the TV where it's like, I just know, it's like all muscle memory too, where it's like, all right, I'm on channel 59. In order to get to PBS, I just push channel down two times, and then there I am, channel 29. Like it was just like I like that's how much time I just like. yeah, oh, I'm just going to watch TV. And what else am I going to do? I'm a kid.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I got homesick home from school,
1: and I'm homesick. I got nothing else to do. So
2: yeah,
1: I I have somewhat uh, distinct memories, or just like memories of how I would feel when I would come back to school from being sick where mm-hmm. I always felt awkward for some reason that it, I always felt awkward that I missed school and that I wouldn't know what was going on or that I would, I, I don't know. There was, there was like something about like, I oh. maybe I felt embarrassed that like I missed something. I remember one particular moment in like fourth, third or fourth grade and it was win- like, it was winter and I came back to school and for whatever reason, like whatever reason, the first thing that I did was like so there would there would be like always be like a patch of ice like on the on the field um and they would always be like 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 kids are gonna slide on it so they decided like i guess we'll supervise kids running and then just sliding down this patch of ice and i just remember the first thing a day when i got back to school I was just like i guess i'll slide on the ice and not sliding well <laughs> and then feeling very awkward that i didn't slide well on top of just like This is how I come back to school after being gone for two days.
2: Was that like literally like the first thing you did? Like you like walk out like before saying hi to anybody?
1: I think so. Like I walked out of my parents' car. I saw the line. You're like,
3: this is going to redeem me. I saw the line of kids like, well,
1: this is I think what I would do if I wasn't coming back from being sick. You like forgot
2: how to be a kid. (laughs) I
1: really did forget what to do. And then the first thing I did just ruined all momentum for the rest of the day. Kids don't talk to you for the rest of the year. I just, I just always felt so awkward just coming (laughs) back to school from being sick. Like it was a bad thing to be sick. I don't know.
3: Yo, did you hear about Josh? He can't slide.
1: (laughs) I, I, just the whole whole year. Pretty sure that's what I would (laughs) have thought. Just like everyone's, everyone saw that. Man,
2: Josh was gone for a day, and then he forgot how to slide on the ice. Yeah, I'm never gonna talk to him again.
1: And that's probably what I thought. It's probably what happened.
3: I mean, completely disregard that like insurance policies and like those children should not have been just allowed to slide freely on the yeah. playground, but you know, it's cool.
1: Yeah. East Evergreen green element was cool like that.
2: God, I feel so lame. I feel like you must've, when you messed up on the ice,
3: <laughs> you know, that, that did make me think of in the third grade, I think I got like, I got, I don't know, strep throat or something. So I was out for a week and we were learning how to write in cursive. And we were, I think that was third grade, maybe second, but we were halfway through the alphabet. And I think it was split into like a three week section. Cause I remember we did like, I don't know, A through F. And then I was gone a week and I skipped somewhere in the middle. And then we picked up somewhere around S in the next week. And I just never really filled in the <laughs> gap. In the
2: so no G through I'm really, R.
3: <laughs> I'm just really glad that typing became oh, yeah. cool around the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah.
2: we can all agree cursive's a crock of shit, right? Like, <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I don't oh, write yeah. faster
2: oh, yeah. or better in cursive. No, I feel like I immediately revert back to like third grade handwriting when I mm-hmm. try to do cursive.
3: I do too. I, well, I still, I only write in cursive the letters that I liked writing. So like F and S are really fun because they're mm-hmm. kind of swoopy.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, But it'll all be script. And then there's like a random fancy ass F like right in the <laughs> middle.
2: <laughs> that's, that's the way to do it. I think just like mix and match. Cause honestly, my G's are yeah. pretty, pretty curly these days. And somebody complimented it yeah. on me, complimented me on it once. And I mm. was like, that is pretty cool, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's kind of a G move. Yeah. like hey, you, hey, yeah. <laughs> 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 Don't, don't encourage that.
2: <laughs> no, we're enablers. <laughs> what if we were the kind of podcast that just shuts you down? Like, no, we can't have that. Don't do that. No puns. We should just be meaner on the podcast. I mean, that was your shtick for for a while. Well, not to our guests, to the listeners.
3: That was also be meaner to the listeners. Okay. So, what are you just going to like start nagging invisible people? <laughs> kind of.
2: <laughs> I was telling them for a while like their time was like they had nothing better to do with their time. <laughs> they, needed, they needed to shut up and listen to us. It was aggressive. And I think it worked because after that, well, now we've got what, like 20 listeners per episode? Before that, yeah. we didn't. Oh, yeah. Just saying. I've got to
3: do that more, I guess. Yeah. What kind of weird dating conference did you go to?
2: Oh, I, I made my own. <laughs> 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 and I got to tell you, I'm batting a zero. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you have two listeners. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's me and uh, Josh.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's because we're here. I should start a dating podcast. That'd be funny.
1: Let us <laughs> how it works out.
2: Just not mention any of my own personal relationships. <laughs> be like, no, that's not important.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just dispense advice that you've never tried.
2: <laughs> then I'll figure out what works. If people start yeah. doing it, I can watch as and be like, was... okay, that was bad. Don't do that. As long mm-hmm. as you don't
1: qualify it as good advice, just it's advice, then you're probably legally in the clear.
3: Yeah, read the fine print.
1: Yeah. Who knows?
3: Um, Except don't read because it's a podcast. No,
2: I'll read the fine print to you. (laughs) There's fine print. No, I
3: can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You just read it really quietly.
2: Also, this is not real advice. It's not good. Please
3: don't do it. Yeah, that's playing like in the background backwards.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The entire time.
3: (laughs) Um, Okay, other sick staying at home stuff. Did you ever snoop through your parents' things?
2: Hmm. I I think I I did a, a teeny bit because there was a especially if it was like around Christmas time or my birthday, I knew where the present spot was in my mm. parents' room. But to their credit, it was also very high up and like in like these cupboards and they would push it like to the back. So I Could not see it if I tried, I had to, if my brothers and I wanted to see it, it had to be a joint operation with like some lifting and like, you know, like doing like a pull up and like holding yourself there. And it never, never turned out into anything. And Mm -hmm. my parents just kind of had clothes otherwise in their closet. I was like, well, I'm going to go watch Seinfeld.
1: (laughs) Yeah. My, my parents' room was just like kind of always open, um, Mm -hmm. And like, so I would look around, but then there's, there's just, there's never, it's, there's never anything, there was never anything fun to look at in there. Um, That's also where uh, the, like the house computer was. So I just spent a lot of time in that room in general, just like being on the computer. I think the only thing that ever like really snooped around through um, would be like, I think my mom had like jewelry boxes and I would just like look through and like see what's in there. And I also remember like in a shelf, uh, in the closet, there was a box that my mom had with like a bunch of cassette tapes, uh, that she had like collected. And I would always like look through those uh if I ever thought like I I'm bored. I guess I'll look through the cassette tapes and see what's in here. Yeah, just like it was like a pink shoebox kind of thing or whatever.
3: I totally I totally did that. Um, look through the jewelry, would we'll put it all on, and then I would get my mom's coolest boots.
0: Whoa. And I
3: put them on with my tiny feet, and my <laughs> tiny little legs. And I just like walk around and act like I was a, a woman. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I think when I was like 13 or 14, my I found a romance novel oh, on my mom's bedside table. Steamy. Yeah, steamy. I was—I mean, my Catholic mama had had some feelings, I guess. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know I was allowed to think those things. But apparently mom is. You can read them. You can read them. And uh, you can tell Father Joe later. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that was like kind of the extent of my like snooping through things until I was like 17, 18. And I found some. Really sweet journals that my parents were writing letters to each other for. Oh, that's like nice. When they, when they were getting married, and that, that yeah, that was pretty cute. I only read my mom's because my dad's really private, and I felt like I can't read my dad's. <laughs> <laughs> I, could,
0: <laughs> I just could would be that. so yeah. upset. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't. I I couldn't read anything my dad wrote.
2: My dad has parable tenman, penmanship, so I also could not.
1: Have done <laughs> um, <laughs> so. So, um, my parents' house, and it's still the house that they live in, is really small. So, we didn't have a lot of room. So, I do remember like my closet, also half of it being my mom's closet. And, like, it was mostly just like shoe storage. So, I also, and I don't think it was ever because I was sick. I think it was during the summer and my parents weren't home and I was bored. So, I was like, I want to know what high heels are like. <laughs> and so, I think there was like one pair of shoes that my mom had that they weren't even high, they just had a heel on them. And I remember just like, well, Let's see what this is like. So, I do remember doing something similar to that, though it wasn't, uh, I don't believe I was sick when I did it. I was just bored in the summer.
3: I mean, I did it during both times. It mm-hmm. was a frequent occasion for me, but it definitely happened while I was sick because,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know, you're feeling sick, you want to feel good. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, wearing shoes that are four times too <laughs> big for you, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. and they look it's cool, like. they'll bump up your confidence. Josh, how'd you walk yeah. on those heels? Were you good?
1: No, I don't think I could. I don't think I could even take a step. I was like, I'm i I'm, I'm going to bail right now. <laughs> this is weird, and I don't want to be doing this. I'm going to bail.
3: Have you tried since then? Oh,
1: I don't believe I have.
2: Oh, we got to get you some heels.
1: Yeah. I'll wear some heels.
2: I remember in high school, I, uh, a few friends and I, we all decided to wear like dresses and heels to school one day because we thought it would be, we thought the school would get mad, I guess, and- of course they didn't give a shit.
3: And the teachers were like, Kurt Cobain already did this. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Um, but yeah, so we did it. And then I remember wearing heels that day and I, they were definitely like big clumpy heels. And I remember a teacher stopping me in the hallway and being like, that's not how you walk in heels. This is how you walk in heels. <laughs> and she taught me how to do it. And I was, yeah, I definitely didn't, I wasn't very good at it, but I was like, oh, that actually is a lot easier. That sounds like a cool teacher. She seemed cool. Yeah. Wasn't a teacher Life I skills. had.
1: Trying to think if there's anything else that I that I really have. But like like I said, I didn't really get sick too often. And I think I just conflate a lot of the things with like the summertime. So I guess the only thing that I really have to ask is like, what do you do when you're sick now?
0: Hmm.
3: I watch so much Bob's Burgers.
2: <laughs> oh, good choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good choice.
3: Yeah. Oh my God, though. Have you seen, because I was, so I like, I had COVID and I had a concussion right before that. So I had like four weeks cumulatively between February and March this year where I was just at home. And luckily I work remotely for a lot of my stuff. So I was able to get a little bit of work done really sadly, but so many cartoons. And did you know that there's a new cartoon called Bird Girl?
2: Bird no, girl. I have not oh. heard of this. Bird
3: girl. It's like Birdman. It's the whole like same animation style. Definitely like, um, I forget. I forget where we found it. I feel like we watched a, the pilot on YouTube or something, but, hmm. um, I have never related to a cartoon character more. And if you are a just like anxious, fast thinking, um, potentially ADHD, woman um who needs to fix everything constantly I, th- I think it's for you so if anyone's listening into <laughs> that I just really the whole time I was watching it with my with my partner and he kept staring at me like this is this is fucking you yeah this is you how you are bird girl um, and it, I don't know. It felt really validating. I've never been represented in a cartoon quite so <laughs> yeah, well. Hell yeah! Um,
1: <laughs> I will say that Har- Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, is not a universe that I ever expected to be continued. Know, yeah, I've never
3: so never seen it
2: myself. Mm, it's a classic oh, Adult Swim show. Yeah, I'll have to give I'll have to give that and Bird Girl a watch.
3: You should. It's less Bird Girl's less erratic. Um, But now that I'm saying that, I'm not even sure if that's true. So. I think, yeah, definitely watch it.
2: It might just fit more with um, your brain. So it feels yeah, more yeah. like it's on track.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean like current six stuff, aside from watching a lot of cartoons, like more cartoons than I ever watched as a child. Um, because I when I hit like I hit I think twenty two and I was like, fuck it. I didn't get to be a kid enough. Let's just keep this rolling. Um and rediscovered a lot of my, you know what? This is going to, I'm going to say this one thing to explain what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to get across. I was talking to my niece the other day. She was born in 2000. She was the first baby I ever held. She's going to be 21 this year, which is very painful for me. And I was telling her something about like, I don't know, some candy I was eating. And she was like, well, you know, you're pretty childish. (laughs)
2: Jesus Christ. Wow.
3: <laughs> and I was like, bitch, I run two businesses. What are you talking about? You were born in the new in millennium. cool. <laughs> that's,
1: that's wild. Um, Man, Zoomer's got attitude.
3: Yeah, goddamn Jasmine. She just, <laughs> she roasts everybody. Um, People named Jasmine,
2: was, they... They can cut you to the quick. My cousin's name is Jasmine and she does the exact same kind of (laughs) shit to me. I'm always like, God, why are you saying these things that are true, but also make me feel bad?
3: (laughs) Yeah. You're mean.
2: Oh, more candy for you then. Yeah,
3: More candy for me. Um, oh, but back to the the sick thing. I think I, I eat a lot of the same, similar things. My boyfriend's allergic to shrimp. So I haven't been doing the coconut shrimp situation, but I've been ordering a lot of Vietnamese food Mm. at home. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
2: Paul, what do you do when you're sick now? I'm trying to think. I definitely I am like one of the have you guys heard like when people like there's like mansplaining and manspreading. Have you guys heard of like man flu? <laughs> no, that's so dumb as shit. <laughs> well, it, it is dumb in the way that like it's definitely a thing that I do. But it's like when like you're a guy being sick, um, you just like no matter how insignificant a sickness it is, you just kind of like really play it up and you're like Oh, I can't do that. I'm sick. Like you just like feel so sorry for yourself. Yeah. I, that is a hundred percent what I do. Like, and I, I used to do it as a kid too. Like I would be like, mom, I'm sick. Can, can you get me a glass of water? And you know, for a long time she would. And then eventually she was like, you can just get it yourself. Like you're not that sick. And I definitely still like, if I am around someone who's willing to take care of me, I'm like, Oh, can you like turn the TV on? (laughs) <laughs> just Yeah. Shit like they're like oh, I, I, I don't want to
3: be a dog think, I think I get the man flu too. Honestly. <laughs> it, I love it could to be taken care of. <laughs> very well just be a,
2: a person thing that didn't need to be gendered, but uh yeah, <laughs> I, I No,
3: I, I wanna I wanna make it a sad boy thing for
1: sure. That's <laughs> I mean who wouldn't who wouldn't want to be like pampered and babied when you're sick?
3: You're sick, you feel like shit. Yeah. I want that. I have, do you guys just like when you're sick, just stare at the wall a lot?
2: Definitely. I, I will like pause. I, I do this a lot in normal life too, but like, especially when I'm sick, I like watch like three episodes of something and then I'll be like, well, I should do something more productive and then like sit <laughs> and just like wait for an hour and be like, I wasted the TV
3: changes to like the Hulu screen and it's like bouncing around. Exactly. You're, like, just watching that.
2: I should have just kept watching this. I was having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything else. <laughs> So occasionally I'll fall asleep or something, but no, usually like, there's yeah, a Yeah, you might amount
3: as well just let adventure time roll. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean when I I like it's it's at the I, I still rarely get sick. There was a point from like I think two thousand I don't know, maybe like two thousand thirteen to maybe two thousand seventeen or eighteen where I would reliably get sick every single I think I would get the flu because I would at least have flu like symptoms and I would get it every year regardless of if I got a flu shot or not. Like just January rolls around and like it's time for me to get sick Um, and like it's a kind and maybe this is what I was like when I was a kid where it was just bad enough because like I would just be in bed all day. I'm just like I'm not doing anything. I'm sleeping and if I wake up, I'm like well back to sleep I go and I'll just like do that until i don't feel like garbage anymore so it's it's kind of like i don't know it's kind of thing where i don't do anything because now i physically cannot do anything like i don't yeah i don't get like minor cold it's like nope you're out
3: right do you do you watch stuff to like keep you company or listen to things uh
1: if i can i'll usually do that until i end up falling asleep and then, right. And then it's just like, well. And then what? What ends up happening is I'll wake up at seven p.m. and be like, I am hungry, and yeah. that's like, oh boy, this is terrible.
3: Yeah, and then but you're also sick, so then you have to cook. Yeah, and it's, it's awful. And I al- yeah. I'll
1: always want Wendy's if I'm sick and I wake up. If I'm like <gasps> sick and I sleep all day, wake up at seven, I'm gonna want Wendy's.
3: What's your Wendy's order?
1: Uh, my go-to Wendy's order is a is. It's either if I'm if I'm feeling very hungry, it's a Baconator. Otherwise, it's a son of Baconator, medium with a <laughs> Coke, uh, and a four-piece spice nugget with honey mustard.
3: Mm. Paul, do you do the Wendy's?
2: I, I do go to Wendy's. Um when I was in high school, especially I, I loved it. I was a big like Baconator fan and their chicken sandwich. Yeah. But nowadays if I go to Wendy's, I'm just getting a five dollar biggie bag. Cause that's a great mm-hmm. <laughs> bang for your buck.
3: Man, the names are so cute.
2: <laughs>
1: that's I, That's more Shrinkflation, I believe, though. Because that's, that's a four for four almost, but now it's $1 more.
2: Well, they still have the four for four. <laughs> oh, they do? Yeah. Okay, I haven't been to Wendy's in a while. And you, I think the, the stuff... I haven't really done my research... That's fine. I get kind of stressed out in the drive-thru. The menu is, Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Not really time to look for something new. Do you have a go-to? Yeah, I
3: agree. Yeah, I agree. That's why I just go straight to the kids' menu, get some chicken nuggets, french fries, and a Frosty, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and Mm -hmm.
3: chocolate Frosty, and I dip it all in the chocolate Frosty. I've been doing it since I was five.
2: The nuggets, too?
3: The nuggets, too, man. Oh, that's a new move. Sweet, salty, savory.
2: I've heard the fries, but the nuggets, I gotta try that. That's a new move. I haven't heard of it.
3: Thank you for validating um, my love of this, because most people are disgusted when I say that. Okay,
2: (laughs) that makes sense. I mean, if you're doing fries, try the nuggets. I mean,
3: mean, you put... Okay, think chicken and waffles. You put sweet syrup on your chicken and waffles. Why not just put some ice cream on it?
1: No, I, I, I totally agree. I've gotten to the point now where it's like, I don't know, just... I I eat garbage, so why would I shame anyone for eating garbage? Also, it's like I don't fucking care. Do whatever the hell you want. That's that's kind of where I'm at. It's like I'm already eating fast food. What I do with it shouldn't matter.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I don't I don't eat fast food that often, but when I do, I really try to achieve a level of trash that I can be proud of.
1: Though the one thing that I will say that I've never done and never will do is mix all the drinks together.
2: A graveyard is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah
1: oh my god you never did that like at the know. gas station no that rep- that has always even when I was, I was like why would no like I, I want just give me my coke please Rio, did you ever i do was that?
3: Did, no i didn't do the graveyard that's a little too much for me but i hate root beer so if root beer's gonna be in the graveyard i'd rather be in the graveyard
2: <laughs> uh, <but laughs> that's a pretty extreme take yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did really like to play with ratios of Coke and Sprite.
2: Oh, interesting!
3: Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, like three to one Coke to Sprite was usually my deal. And then they came out with like Lime Coke. Wasn't the same.
2: Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, I never got into to Lime Coke myself either. Do you have you guys used much of those? Many of those. Have you guys used any of those new Coke machines where you can like mix and match the stuff? The freestyle machines? That's but what they're called. Those things are fucking
1: garbage. And I hope Coke gets rid of them. <laughs> that is awesome.
3: This is the bad kind of garbage. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it is. Like, it's all coming out of one spout. And it's like, just give me my bespoke drink things. <laughs> that's all i yeah, Where's all the I'm quick
3: rinse? Yeah. Where's the quick rinse? Like the toilet or the pink bucket? You yeah. gotta.
1: You you expect me <laughs> to have to hit the water button every time I go Sanders. up there? No, just give me the. You know the what I thing.
3: feel this because because earlier, I I was so thirsty and all I could think was that I wanted some fizzy water, just like plain soda water. So I walked down to Warden's and they have a Coke machine, and so I got this twenty four ounce um, cup, which made me feel a lot of nostalgia because it feels so giant in my hand. So I feel like a child. And I, but the soda comes out of the Sprite spout. Mm, Yeah. And my first few sips tasted more like lemon lime. And I was like, man, I wanted no flavor, Mm. just bubbles.
1: Yeah. Those things always come out of the Sprite. And then I feel like water always comes out of the lemonade one.
2: Yeah. And there always is kind of Mm that, yeah, definitely that weird taste. which is a little
3: bit lemon flavored, but it was like kind of metallic. I don't know if that's my like post COVID buds or, or the truth, but- I wasn't into it. I still totally drank the that. whole thing. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't quite right.
2: Yeah. I mean, that, that, that sounds like it tracks. I believe you. Yep.
3: Thank you so much.
2: Uh, I do have uh,
1: one final thing that I have that I thought of um, just about being sick, I guess. Um, and I'm curious if either of you have ever experienced something similar. But I remember as a kid, whenever I would get a fever and i would like be and i would be in bed i would always have this like fever dream hallucination thing of like the only way that i can describe it is that it's like that scene in jaws where um the camera comes in and then the focal length changes so like everything kind of goes from like not compressed to really compressed but the the guys f- head and face everything kind of like stays in the same spot you guys know that scene it's like when he sees the shark i think i haven't seen jaws in years i think i know what you're talking about
3: yeah i think i do too it
1: i i feel that where i feel like this weird like compression and decompression thing of and it's like an out-of-body experience where i can like visualize i'm like i'm there and all of a sudden like oh now i'm here and it's like right up at my face and it just kind of like rubber bands back and forth and i always got that as a kid when i was sick and had a fever Um, and sometimes i still get it now it's it's like super weird
3: Hmm. but i don't know if either
1: of you ever experienced something similar or always had like recurring like fever hallucinations or whatever
3: i mean i was thinking that maybe this was related to those vicks Sniffers that your mom was giving you, but if you're still getting it, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't. The know.
2: damage those things did to your brain, man. <laughs> it's yeah. like still happening. Yeah, fuck wild. Mm-hmm. It's it's
1: like a, it's like mm-hmm. LSD. It just stays in your spine. And so whenever whenever I crack my back, I just like, oh, here we go again. <laughs>
3: Here's the fix. <laughs> Um, no, I don't remember any crazy fever dreams, but I'm sure i had them. I sleep talked and walked a lot. And I know that when I was sick, I I did the weirdest stuff, but I wasn't really there, you know? So. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh yeah. I get that.
2: I wasn't there. Paul, anything (laughs) with you? Any weird fever, fever things that you would ever have or get? Not that I, I can't really remember any, if there were any, honestly, I, I never really had super bad fevers Mm. that i can remember growing up and then no mine was always uh manifested Mm. in different symptoms Mm. i don't know right
3: the best did your parents ever oh go ahead
1: i was gonna say that uh the best part about getting a fever was getting to take children's like liquid advil it was such a delicious strawberry flavor
3: Mm. oh man i the medicine that i had to take the most because i got coughs a lot which later in life, I learned I had asthma. Um, mm. And it kind of fixed that whole situation. But my dad would, I'd be coughing and he would be like downstairs and I would hear him yell, Tussin.
2: Oh. oh. And I would
3: have to go take Robitussin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I, yeah. the first time I ever took it, I was like, I, I think I threw up the first time I ever had to take it. It's
3: awful. It's like liquor it's awful. for a I'm, kid. Yeah, and I still don't like taking shots, but for some reason I love fernet, and I think it's deeply tied to my history with robitussin.
2: <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> probably Drex. I oh yeah, I
1: remember, <laughs> You know what? Now that I'm thinking about, it, I remember. I think like trying some of that when I was at a restaurant years ago, and thinking like, "This is this medicine?" Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is what like robitussin was. So
3: yeah. And it's yeah. good for your
1: tom An absolutely terrible experience as a child. And then I think at that point, they're like, all right, I guess you're only getting triaminic.
2: <laughs> my my favorite medicine when I was a kid was the uh, real thick pink, uh, like, amoxicillin, I think is what it was. Yeah,
1: that antibiotic thing.
2: Yeah, like, I that remember was... getting strep throat a couple of times and being like, this shit is so delicious. Good. It's like... little Like,
3: they would they would put it in that long spoon that was a tube mm-hmm. and, like... Like
2: that thing? Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember mm. sometimes my when I got old enough, my mom would be like, well, you can pour it yourself. And you know I was pouring a little heavy
0: <laughs> on those. <laughs> Top that sucker off.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'll give you a double even though it calls for a single. <laughs> oh,
3: man. I don't think I liked any of it. But man, this is, this is actually sparking a lot of other thoughts. I had a lot of allergies as a kid. Mm. And my grandma marion needed me to be able to take sudafed because otherwise i was just like this nasty snotty mess like had to follow me around the tissue box as i was just like wiping all over
2: that's disgusting. that's classic kid that's classic disgusting mm-hmm. kid.
3: classic kid i remember being called rudolph once oh, in kindergarten oh no. because oh. i was just like always so congested but my grandma Marion was like, oh, Sudafed will work. And I think, she, I'm, I'm sure she gave me a low dose because I was a tiny human, but it was the 90s, so who knows. And um I had a hard time swallowing them in the beginning. I like didn't, I couldn't, because I was a kid, I didn't really understand like, what's the concept of swallowing something that you don't chew, or maybe I was just dumb. But anyway, she got me those mini M&Ms <laughs> and she went, would- Happy swallow the many M and M's because they're the exact same size as Sudafed, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and that's how I learned how to swallow pills.
2: Whoa, that that makes sense in some ways, but also in another way, it's like, well, I mean, if you can, if you swallowed that and didn't choke on it, you could have just swallowed the regular pill. I, it,
3: Probably, but it was more fun. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I will give you that.
3: <laughs> and she didn't just like because imagine if it was like is when you can't swallow a pill, it gets like, it spreads over your tongue, and then mm-hmm. it like loses the coating that makes it okay to swallow. Right. Yeah. So like, imagine giving that to like a seven-year-old, who and like they keep spitting it out, and you're just like, oh, sure. That's like, oh, there's a dollar. There's <laughs> dollars.
2: <laughs> okay. When you when you put it that way, it, it makes a lot more sense. Right. Mm-hmm. It's because
3: if I if I messed up, then I was just eating chocolate. There you
2: go.
3: Or wasting like. cents
2: Mm -hmm. i want to go back to those kids (laughs) calling you rudolph those kids (laughs) clearly knew enough that they had watched rudolph but they didn't learn the lesson about not making fun of kids with red noses come on
3: no apparently not i I mean it was either that or they just knew the song
2: (laughs) the song covers it too there's no excuse for those kids
3: (laughs) don't protect them they're
2: they're probably all going to hell those kids are canceled
3: Man, wish wish you guys were my friends in elementary school.
2: We would have kicked those kids asses. Especially if we're as old as uh, we are now. <laughs> I would have done great. I'm also probably could have insulted them a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be awesome.
3: I feel like Josh, you could have redeemed yourself. You could have like slid down an ice patch and like kicked a kid. Yeah,
1: slide there like, hey kid, watch this and then just cool slide and then just deck a kid. <laughs> Yeah, who's Rudolph now, bitch? (laughs) Your nose is redder from all the blood.
3: Teachers don't call because they don't care if a kid gets busted anyway.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna have to do this at Josh's elementary school so that the teachers. There's no rules there. (laughs) I really clearly don't care. Mm
1: -hmm. Listen, all the fights that happen on the playground—no rules at that school.
2: Slip the teacher a quarter, just fine.
1: <laughs> well, do we have any uh, final thoughts on any sick stuff
2: before we close out the show? I think that's all. Oh, I had.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all I've got. I'm glad to not be sick anymore. Thanks mm-hmm. for letting me reminisce.
2: Oh yeah, and, that's, uh, and
3: celebrate not being ill. That's yeah.
2: what the show is all about. Thanks for coming on and talking with us.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was fun.
2: Uh, I
1: guess if there's any thoughts that you would like to share about your days being sick as a kid you can do so on instagram and twitter at nes underscore pod or you can send us an email nostalgia system podcast at gmail.com you can also find us on twitch where sometimes we stream twitch.tv slash nes underscore pod and support for the show can be given on patreon patreon.com slash nes underscore pod everything is all the same um other than that we'd like if you would share the show with your friends um yeah, we like it if more people listened. we like it if people engaged with us to any degree. That's great. Yeah, that's it for the show. Rio, is there anything that you would like to plug?
3: Um, I am a photographer, Rio Chantel, everywhere. That's with a C-H. Um, and I also run a photo studio called Oiyoi Studio in downtown Missoula. If you're ever looking for a spot to shoot photo or video, uh, we have like, pretty reasonable hourly rentals. It's like a nice, safe place. Clean, happy spot to create something. Um, and then before we go, I just wanted to take a photo with my disposable camera that I picked up the other day. Oh, hell yeah. Um, have a little weird nostalgic meta moment <laughs> if you're down. Hell yeah. Let's <laughs> do please. it. Cool. Could you hear the click?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the winding. I love Ooh, disposable yes. cameras. That's the only kind of photography I, I can really get into myself. Mm hmm. Fingers in yeah. every one of them. I'm very yeah, bad. I'm, at
3: a, I'm a professional. So what can I say?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And only the best equipment.
3: Only, only the best. Twelve dollars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else you would like to plug, or think that's it? No,
3: that's it. All right,
1: Paul. Is there anything you yeah. would like to plug? Uh, no. Alright. Thank you to Moonraker Music for composing our theme song Scanlines. You can find them on the internet at Moonraker or at Moonraker Music. That's Moon R-A-Y-K-E-R
2: Paul, what are we talking about next week? We're talking childhood injuries. We'll see you then. Bye everybody.